Hey guys, it's Chelsea. It's Aaron. And this is a surprise special little bonus episode of Ghosted Stories mm-hmm. uh, that just popped up in, I was going to say your inbox. Bonus it, it feed. Isn't. Just your feed or wherever you receive podcasts. Um, because we were just kind of compelled to speak on, uh, you know, everything, a lot of things going on in the world, in a lot of subjects and areas of life, but in particular, of course, the allegations against... Um, Harvey Weinstein and all the movement of women rising up with the hashtag me too that's been going on in the social media and you know women telling their stories of sexual harassment and sexual assault um so that we could let everyone else who wasn't in the know know that this is absolutely an epidemic tale's oldest time. Mm-hmm. And really the most shocking thing is that it would be shocking to anyone. And I mean that in the best way of like, thank God we're all speaking up. And thank God, I guess that people are shocked because then we we then realize that, oh, some men and women, I guess, are have been in the dark still about what a, oh my God. Miranda Hobbs is very. She gets. She gets. She doesn't enjoy. Miranda Hobbs, my cat. She gets very, very upset when we speak about sexual assault. I don't know if the mic picked her up. It probably did, but she's just mewing up a storm over there. Thank you, Miranda. We feel the same. (laughs) So uh, we were just kind of like, what if we just do a little episode where we kind of share our own experiences, and we're inspired by, of course, as already mentioned, the Me Too movement on social media, where women are, you know, post the status if you too have, you know, survived sexual assault, sexual harassment. Um, and some women, women were sharing their stories. But then I saw an interesting dialogue going on where one woman said sort of, you know, what's the cross-section between, uh, I, I can credit her, I guess. It's not she put it on social media, a hilarious comedian, awesome person, Ray Sani. She said, you know, what's the cross-section of, you know, rising up in this movement that's so powerful, but also my newsfeed is a fucking trigger, You know, like it's one thing to do me too, but some women were sharing their stories, which is obviously powerful and cathartic and, you know, important. But if you're not expecting it, that can be a huge trigger for women. So trigger warning, we're going to talk about, you know, some experiences and graphic things perhaps. And so just in an effort to lend our voices to the conversation and continue to exhibit, you know, um, how endemic it is. And right. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, that you like put it as a survivor, because before we started recording, you did talk about how you were also compelled to do the Me Too as well, but you felt like, where is the line? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's not... In terms of, like, I felt like I have not had... I'm thinking of my own experiences. Oh, well, my experiences weren't as serious as yeah. other women, so am I almost... Um, minimizing their experiences by sharing my less experience, less serious experiences. But then, yeah, we were saying sometimes it's it's important to share those quote unquote. I mean, what scale barometer are we putting right. this on? You know, per- perceivably maybe less serious experiences because it shows how pervasive it is and how many forms it can come in and right. forms you might not realize. And I cut you off. I'm sorry. Keep going. I <laughs> wanted to contextualize. Yeah. Yeah. No, not that. I mean, if you feel like something that happened to you is serious and it is serious, that is the barometer for right. something being serious or not. But I think that, um, what is compelling about the me too thing is to show how insidious it is and how common it is because right. it's not, um, I've never been, um, I don't know how to say it, but like, I've never been like sexually assaulted in the traditional sense of like, 
you know, anything violent. Sure. But I think that, um, but as far as like, yeah, you know, being grabbed in public or being yelled at or having awkward things happen in the workplace or at school, like obviously all those things have definitely happened, been like followed home. And, but it's sort of to show that like when women talk about um, being worried about their safety or, you know, other things like that. Like, that's what we're talking about. We're right. not talking just about being like taken behind a building with a knife to our throat. Right. Obviously that should also be avoided. Right. But like, of course, but there's like the smaller things. And right. those are the things that, um, that I think we want to talk about more than definitely the, the, I mean, cause then the, the, the bigger things, I think like we're like to talk about like the smaller incidences, right. Because then I think it's, um, cause those sort of uh, jump out at you. I mean, no pun intended, but they're sort of just like unexpected. And then they really do make you feel unsafe and unsure. Right. And then it is like you're it's hard to then go to tell people what happened because then you're like, oh, was it maybe a little thing? And I'm blowing it out of proportion. And how should I feel about that? And sometimes that, you know, for some people, it's it affects them very deeply. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, completely. And um, yeah, I was listening. Just something you said made me think of this as a little aside too I was listening recently to Whitney Cummings on Howard Stern on Sirius Radio I was on a car trip and we're listening to a lot of Howard Stern and and she was saying how I mean obviously I think well not obviously I guess I don't want to say that that's why we're, we're we would have conversations like this because it might not be obvious to everybody it, it, it uh, most I don't know the statistics but you know a lot of sexual assault happens with not only just someone you know but a partner a current right. committed you know partner someone that you are engaging in conceptual sexual relations with that then also you know those are the people that can also cross the line most often into non-consexual sexual relations and you know Wendy Cummings was talking about how she didn't even process until she was writing this book her book that's out right now which I'd really like to read that she had been raped by a boyfriend when she was trying to break up with him I'm probably way paraphrasing the story but Mm -hmm. you know so even things like that too that you just and I guess maybe that's in sort of where mine fall and the one that comes to mind and I don't think Aaron I feel like I talked about this with you but I can't remember I don't believe I talked about it on the podcast or if I did I don't believe I went into detail it might have just been some sort of an aside but um I was, you know, a year or two ago or whatever when I was dating, I had matched with this guy on Tinder or Bumble. We met up for a drink in the neighborhood during the day at one time and had a pleasant enough conversation. It wasn't anything that I felt was going to go anywhere, but it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you're a chill dude. You're in the neighborhood. Like, and seemed like we were on the same page. Like he had just gotten out of a long-term relationship. Should I take that away from her? What is it? Well, I feel like we have to keep this part now because in the middle of this very serious story about sexual harassment and assault, um, the entire time Miranda Hobbs was just making a racket, pushing something around the floor that you probably heard earlier when I was talking. And we finally stopped to see what it was and and Aaron picked it up and it seems to be a, a petrified turd. Just a dried up fossil of a turd, hard as a rock, that she was just scooting around the floor why not all right <laughs> so i'm sorry uh, that was very serious and i went to just it's pick totally up fine it's totally fine so then w- we kind of we kind of kept in communication whatever like over the next week or two and 
one night we were both out in the neighborhood and just a very classic like, oh, I'm out. Are you out? Yeah, whatever. I'm thinking I could go for just like a little little romp or whatever. I could be down for some sex. Um, and so he and I met up for a drink and then we went back to his place. So fully, you know, interested in having sex with this person. Um, and then we started having sex with a condom and then suddenly a little while, a while into having sex, I realized he no longer had a condom on and I said something immediately. I was like, Oh, what happened to the condom? He was like, oh, I, you know, it, I don't remember if at that point he said it fell off. I don't remember actually what his excuse was, but I made the excuse in my head. We've been really moving around a lot. Maybe it just somehow came off in the going inside and coming back out and whatever we were doing. And, and I mean, we were both fairly drunk. I was not drunk enough to the point where I remember every second of it. Like there were not even any brownouts or questions, not that it would matter if there were, but just that, you know, so I was in the state of, yes, we were drunk. I was not at all approaching a blackout. Not even, you know, everything was crystal clear to me. I knew he was pretty drunk too. So I'm like, whatever, maybe I did. Oh, but maybe I am that drunk, Chelsea, you know, maybe convincing myself, maybe I was that drunk. Maybe I just didn't notice. Maybe it kind of just came off and I didn't say anything. Okay, fine. So then we started having sex again. And then you know, a little bit later, I realize the condom's gone again. And at that point, of course, in hindsight, I'm kicking myself. Like, why at that point did I not just say, okay, you know, fool me twice. Like, good night. This is over. But in that moment, you want to convince yourself that it's fine. This decision that I made to have sex with this guy is fine. So this is probably fine. You know, whatever. You're just making up all this classic like excuses. Whatever you decision had. you made at the time is the decision you made. And yeah. it's fine. And I think you can't go back and be like, if I had done this, if I had done this. It's like, all right. right. Yeah, I guess so. But it doesn't matter. Because he's the one who did the wrong thing. A hundred percent. And I... Th- I think it's just, though, a tendency of me, especially, and, you know, of a lot of women, probably, of just, it's like I have to go down this chain of rationalizing everything Mm -hmm. or, you know, like the decision I even, why did I put myself in this position in the first place or whatever. So then, this is the part where in hindsight, I'm just like, what was going through my head? I guess I'll never know. I was like where's the condom again? What's going on? And he was like, Oh shit, I'm out. I'll go get some more. So I waited in his apartment while he went to get more condoms and started having sex with him a third time. And then it was missing again. A third time after he went out to buy condoms, and what at kind that of point, insulting bastard was this? Right, condoms keep slipping off. And seriously, and then <laughs> exactly, and then at that point, I was when I was like you know, I think it's late. It's time to go home. And again, I I didn't though, even in that moment say, okay, this is so fucked up. Like I agreed to have sex with you with a condom, not without, right. This is absolutely fucked up. Yeah. This is not consensual and you're a dick and I'm leaving. I was just like, Oh, you know, I'm really tired. You know, maybe that's a sign we should just, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to like peacefully make my way out of there. But then I was proud of myself because I usually am a wimp, like standing up in moments like this. But the next day he hit me up like, Hey, you know, woo, pretty drunk last night. Like hope you had fun. And I was like, Hey, actually. And I sent him a text that was like very calm. But I was just like, you know what? Actually I'm not okay. You know, like I agreed to have sex with you the condom, not without, there was absolutely no way that it was accidentally falling off that many times. Um, 
do you even know if I'm on birth control or last time I got tested for STDs? Spoiler alert, I'm not on birth control right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, I always keep up with, you know, my STD testing, but you don't I, know. I, I don't know. You don't know that. And I don't know if you have, you know. And yeah, I took plan B and stuff. I was just so, so angry the next say? day. He was very apologetic. Doesn't matter at that point. I mean, it's like who like he was very I, no, he was I mean very, it doesn't matter he, but yeah he was very apologetic Th- think but it's like yeah thank goodness like he wasn't a dick about it he was very apologetic and his excuse was that um oh I haven't been I've been in a long-term relationship so long um it, I have trouble keeping it up with condoms which that whether listen I would love guys to email us ghostedstoriespodcast at gmail.com because I want to be open-minded and sympathetic and empathetic and it's like not to say okay, that's your problem. You can't keep it up, keep it up without a condom. That's not my problem. So we're either having sex with a condom or not is, is one is the one part of it. The other part though is I think sometimes, I think we might've even talked about this on this podcast. Like, is that just a bullshit excuse or not? I don't want to blame, like, I'm sure it is a problem. I don't know what it's like to have sex with a piece of plastic over you. So it's like, that might be a problem. That's fine. But because I've heard lots of guys say that, but that's not the way to handle it exactly gentlemen like you don't then not give me the option are you fucking kidding me i should have venmoed him for like 55 dollars or whatever the fuck plan B is. I mean, like, can you do you still have him on venmo i mean should i yeah i still have his number <laughs> but like so that that was one that was the first one that came to mind yeah. for me of like i knew that it was upsetting but i don't think i would have ever contextualized it as sexual assault even though it absolutely is under that umbrella you know and I even then later I got really worked up reading an article actually and I I like messaged the the author that were you know she was speaking to this and and you mm-hmm. know giving it a name like that you know I forget what exactly like the the term was she used for it and of how like hey women like if this has happened to you this is the thing like this isn't you know and it's yeah so that was kind of one thing that came to mind for me what about you, Erin? I'm, but the thing is with like the condom, like I can't get it up with the condom or whatever. It's like, okay, f- it's fine. Then maybe sex isn't for you or you need to wait for somebody who's like willing to have unprotected right. sex. Because then it's like, it's such bullshit to be like, oh, I didn't notice or something. And I'm like, if, if it's so hard for you to get it up with a condom, wouldn't you notice immediately once the condom's gone? Like, wouldn't the sensation be overwhelming? Right. It ain't. Right. And you're a piece of shit rapist. Right. Like, that's right. what it is. It's, right. gr- it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything that serious. <laughs> I don't have anything that like involves sex, but it's a lot of like. Everything is valid. I know. But it's, um, for me, it's a lot of like, like, oh, I remember one time I was like walking to meet friends at a bar and this guy came and I was like at a cr- crossing a crosswalk and this guy on a bike started like circling me and was just sort of like grabbing my ass and my tits. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really scary. And then he just sort of drove off or biked off, rode off. Aaron, that is extremely serious. Yeah. It was messed up. And that was in the Whitney Cummings book too, that she was jogging one day and a homeless person just grabbed her vagina, like up her shorts That's and then just like ran off. I'm very fortunate. I have never been forcibly touched that way in public. But, you know, of course, uh, of course, in New York City, anywhere, but especially in New York City, the catcalling. I mean, That's oh, my insane. God, just the ways the way you adjust your behavior to, you know, 
the things you wear and the way you walk and the way that you do then internalize it. And just like the people that say, what are you wearing? Were you asking for it? Like the fucking Donna fucking Karens of the world, you know, like and my you, Alex, like, go fuck yourself. Right. Go fuck yourself. Like the, the idea that women can still, let alone men, that, that women can still be in that mindset is, is, is bananas to me. And not to say again, like I look back at certain things, you know, like, I can remember being very young and kind of when affirmative action was becoming a thing and, and talking with friends or, you know, even saying maybe to my parents of like, I don't understand. Like, shouldn't people just work hard? It's like, you don't get it. Again, I was like 11. So I think I maybe have an excuse. And then people taught me like, okay, right. Like definitely a good thing. And I changed my mind. Exactly. So uh, I guess that's all we can do to change those women's minds or just keep having conversations like this about, why I shouldn't have to the onus isn't on me to think about what I'm wearing or how I'm walking the onus is on a man to not do insane illegal horrific terrible shit you know what I mean like uh Rose McGowan has been so on fire such a rock star and all this and and she posted something interesting too if you don't follow Rose McGowan and, and if you don't know what's going on with her do a little googling I mean she was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein and she um she was raped she was raped by him and she filed a suit again like she basically was awarded money by him because you know maybe hush money is not the right word basically he was like okay Rose McGowan you say I raped you Here's some money to shut the fuck up. I'm not saying I did it, but also here's money to shut the fuck up was sort of how it ended. And had her sign an NDA, which you can't sign an NDA for criminal activity. Right. Right. Which is insane because like she could have been like, yeah, let me take your money. Uh, also, you raped me and that's a criminal Right, offense. like bye. But it's also, it's like there's those statistics are so low for convictions for rape that it it... it I do understand why she would be like, okay, yeah. so I'll take this money and sign an NDA and try to make it move, go away. Other than be like the one single person at that moment in her mind that she knew, or maybe she knew like, okay, some other women have had similar experiences, but not this army that's coming forward right now yeah. and take this people <laughs> like you don't, the statistics on like how often you win in, or even if you win, then like sometimes, you know, the Brock Turner's the, of the, the world. person, exactly. The Brock Turner's of the world walk free. So it's like it, it the, to go through all of that and be traumatized over and over again to probably have the Harvey Weinstein, rich, powerful people of the world walk free. It's just like, that is the thing with him that is amazing to me. It's like, obviously he was a predator. He was a disgusting human being. That's not up for debate. But I feel like we everybody knew that. Like, I'm not in Hollywood or whatever. I knew that he was a piece of shit. I'm, sh- I'm like, happy. I mean, not happy, but I'm, like... Happy that's finally exposed. Right. right. I'm, like, buoyant to the fact that it was, like, that, that people are reacting so swiftly to this. But it is also so confusing because it's, like, uh, this guy? Like, all right. Like, fine. Like, get him out. Like, I'm happy with that. But it is so strange because it's, like, like, we know that, like, um, what's his name? Woody Allen. Allen like we know that he like all of the charges against him too. And like, but some people still don't, some people are still out there like, well, maybe not. It wasn't proven. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's how Rose McGowan said something too of like, um, she was ca- recounting how she was trying to get people to stand with her back when it happened. Mm-hmm. And everyone is sort of like, well, you know, there's no proof. Oh, it was something recently. Again, I'm probably butchering this. I'm sorry. Please go do your own research and pull together the details that I'm leaving out here. But it was like, she was trying to 
involved in a project and she found out that Harvey was going to be involved and she was kind of telling the people in charge of the project like no like he raped me and they're like well there's no proof she's like I'm the proof exactly I'm the proof right what proof what are you what are you looking for like yes unfortunately like with sexual assault there's not the like neat and tidy thing of a body you know sorry for people who can't think outside the box in that way of like yes there's not going to be a body there's not going to be like a the bloody footprint it's like what a novel idea just take just believe a human's word uh, on it yeah exactly just believe women um i mean and that's what the me too hashtag that's what it's about it's just like just believe women like up this is happening like how many times do we have to say like no this is something we've all experienced but you need us to each write it on our social media do a podcast ourselves (laughs) right exactly it's like it's not something it's comfortable with i didn't do it because i'm not comfortable with it and and but i applaud people who are and who did right but i think it's like it's just so gross and i just think back to the amount of times that i've been having conversations with men and i and it just drives me insane that men are able to sort of say like here's a fact and everyone's like oh that's a fact and then i'm like oh here's another fact and people are like can you cite your sources like i carry around fucking encyclopedia britannica in my purse like right i said it like the way that i believed when you said something that it was true you just have to believe what i say is true because we're having a conversation right right and that's not and that's not even about something as serious as that right which i can only imagine the pain that would come along with that exactly and it's like similar the uh other thought about rose mcgowan she was saying that the language we use Oh, my cats are really upset about everything we're talking about to the point where they're fighting. They're fighting about it. They I hope you guys other. I hope you guys are both on the same side of this with just nuanced differences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so yeah, Rose McGowan was citing certain language and again, I should have like had it ready to go, but we kind of did this very spontaneously of um the language minimizes the guy's role in it like violence against women oh who did the violence right it's just like again it's just violence against women is just something the language insinuates it's just like something happening to us there's no one at fault you know what I mean and it's those things that are so pervasive and that you know I think we're all guilty of I can definitely think of times that in my life I've said things like, oh, well, she's just crazy and not in relation to someone saying like, I've been raped and I responded, oh, you're just crazy. But I'm saying in a broader sense of like women acting some type of way, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, oh, well, she's crazy. She's like, there is misogyny in all of us. Mm -hmm. Like I've had to call myself out even recently of just little nuanced sort of things, even just you know, maybe I'm reading an article and I literally notice that I'm having some type of feeling or thought. And in that moment, I'm like, Oh wait, no, why am I? It's kind of instinctual and because it's ground into us in some ways. Yes. And it's scary to think that I'm not saying I fucking have all the answers. I'm like the most in tune person in the world, but like, Jesus, I would like to think I have a moral compass and like instincts and you know critical thinking but even it's you like do, if though, it's ingrained if you, in me then jesus christ some no, of these but if people, you notice like, you're having the thought and then right. you think about the thought like that is all that we can ask about every uh, for right. anybody and i think it's like i do think sort of moving forward what needs to happen though is it needs to be more of like why didn't the men speak out i mean this is sort of like i right. think it was ava um Duvernay who talked about somebody like they keep asking her like why aren't there more like women directors or black women directors and she's like why the fuck are you asking me right she's like I know that black women and women 
can be very good directors. Clearly I am one, but like, why aren't you asking the studio heads who aren't hiring them? Like, why are like, this isn't my problem. This is their problem. Like they're the problem. And it's true. And it's sort of like, and I think that as much as we need to teach our daughters and we need, I don't, we don't have children, but as, as much as you need to teach Miranda Hobbs, my cat to be safe. And I think I, you know, obviously I don't ever want to be victim blamey, but like, it is it's just a part about being a modern woman that you have to sort of like pay attention to things it's exhausting it's infuriating it's where we are right now right but it's like you also need to teach men those things you need to teach men like when you act this way around women it makes them feel this way yes this is what rape is Mm -hmm. it's not just like holding a woman down with a gun it's when you she consents to protected sex and you give her unprotected sex yep that's assault yep and we need to teach them about um with uh you know, especially, uh, you know, when people are drinking and stuff like that, it, I mean, the onus needs to be on the men to not to assault, not on the women, not to be assaulted. Yes. The onus is on the men to not do heinous things, not for women to be in the wrong place at the wrong time or wear something too sexy or where it even comes down to, you know, it seems like every couple, whatever, there's a story in the news about, Oh, this 11 year old was banned from school for wearing a dress too short. It's That's like, where it starts. No, they don't. It's not on the little girl to not provoke young men's sexuality to where, oh, they can't control their urges. It's on young men to control your fucking urges, you psychopaths. What? I would love to at least get to the point, getting to the point where it's eliminated. I mean, who knows when that will happen unfortunately but to at least get to the point where we can collectively be as outraged about it as we are outraged about other things in this world and ways we treat people or talk to people do you know what I mean because it still just doesn't seem like that outrage is there it's more I mean maybe now this is it it's coming and Mm -hmm. it's you know maybe hopefully this is a wave of it coming but it just doesn't seem like people are as it still is a little bit like, well, we don't know. Well, what did she do? Well, well, my thing too is like, you know, cause there's been times when I've been like one time I remember I was waiting for, this was years ago, like five or six years ago, but I was waiting for Pat. We were going to meet up and we were going to like have a little day together. So I was like standing on the corner in Chelsea, just like waiting for him, I think. This man comes up to me and starts yelling at me and saying vile things to me. And I just ignored him. I mean, it was a busy, people were walking by, nobody said anything. Right. And then the guy eventually left and I met up with Pat and I didn't tell him what happened. And I don't think I told him for like years because I was just like, well, I don't want to ruin the day. And I wanted to protect yes. him from my experience because I knew it obviously would make him upset. But I think something that happened with the election and I think part of the reason why I was so hurt by it was like was like we've protected you from our pain for so long men Mm -hmm. you didn't protect us yep and that's the hurt that I feel when I find out that people voted for him or voted for or didn't vote or whatever it's that like no, but I've, I've protected you. Like I've held up my end of the bargain and you're not holding up yours. So I think part of it is also like no longer protecting men from something that happens like that. Cause I think that you run to your girlfriends, but you don't tell the men about it. But it's like, I think that there needs to be a more open dialogue of like, Oh yeah, this just happened to me. Or 
I was yelled at, I was followed home or whatever happened. Because I think that there needs to be like, this is everybody's problem. This yeah. isn't a women's issue. This yes. isn't every, this is a societal issue. Correct. And we, then we need to do something about it. And yes. I think that that's, if you're comfortable with it, if you're not, I don't want to, you know, sure, shame not, anyone for however they react. Cause absolutely. they react how they react. Of course. Of course. But and for it, myself, it, it's I sensitive like. for you. Exactly. And to that point too, it's like, there's been a lot of conversation of like, fuck the people who are like the men who are sort of, I mean, again, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it because everyone they're doing their best. And I think people think they're trying and they're like, yes, this is, this is me being helpful. And they just don't maybe realize they're not being helpful. So maybe fuck you is too strong, but Hey, think about it. (laughs) You don't, you don't need to saying, Hey guys, you have daughters and you have wives that's why that. this is important to you. How about you're a human? And that's why it's important to you. How about women being assaulted as an epidemic is important to you as a human who lives in the world, who, who's a yeah. citizen of humanity? It, you, what? You don't have to. I mean, that I mean, has been great that like how Matt Damon got dragged for that. And I was here for every moment of it because it is so gross to be like, no, guys, I know four women. So I... Am o- so I was okay with a business partner assaulting women. It's like, huh? It's like, what are you talking about? What the actual fuck are you talking about? I hope this was something for people. Mm-hmm. And again, let's qualify everything just like us women like to do. <laughs> These were just our experiences that we felt compelled to share to just like, you know, express our support for women all women and people that have also experienced, you know, yeah, something and if we traumatic something that you and take offense to, or you feel like maybe we need a little education, we want to hear please, it. Please email us. Open to it for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Ghosted Stories Podcast at gmail dot com. Change our minds about something. Yeah, unless you're on the wrong side of it, then fuck off. Yeah, ben if it Affleck. starts with not all men, I don't. <laughs> I'm deleting it. <laughs> but if it's a sincere, thoughtful something that we really kind of were mm-hmm. on the wrong side of, please, yeah, let us know. Um. Yeah, ghostedstoriespodcast at gmail.com at ghostedstories. I always forget. What's our Twitter, Aaron? Is it Ghosted Stories Podcast or just Ghosted Stories? It's just Ghosted Stories. I think it's just at Ghosted Stories. Just you guys, start typing Ghosted Stories. See what happens. See what happens. See where the night takes you. Oh, yeah. this is our next podcast guest calling us again. All right, so well, he's that's probably it. here. You guys, you're the best, and we'll see you next week. Boo. Boo.